0: This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank.
1: I got a lot of homeboys that's dead and gone, you know. I got uh, so many RIP tattoos on my body. Then I got a lot of homies that got life sentences. 50 years, 60 years. And, uh, you know, I lost my mother to a drug addiction. She overdosed. My little 16-year-old brother, he got killed. I got another baby brother that went to prison. So, you know, the effects and the consequences of living that lifestyle, it's Mm -hmm. real. So when I caught this case, I was back there in lockup, man, and it just hit me like... Man, if you can do all this, yeah. sitting in a prison cell, just think what you can do if you in society. Yeah. So I end up doing it right at 14 years, wow. day for day. Wow. I wow. left when I was 17, I came back when I was 32. Wow,
0: wow. Me
1: yeah. having the game and me blessing others with it, I'm gonna expose you to it, I'm gonna give you the information and the knowledge, but you still gotta be the one who go put the work in. Yeah. A lot of times you got people that they gifted and talented, but they, they scared to step out there. Okay they they comfortable with the little nine to five, or they comfortable with whatever position that they're in in life right now. Yeah. And you have to get out that comfort zone. Yeah. Me getting out of my comfort zone is what put me in a position to make millions of dollars. Yeah. Pay
0: attention and listen. we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man asked cash. So get your man right. Thursday nights, 8 p.m., you see him change
1: all night. Millionaire mindset, the best on earth. Blueprints and wealth and
0: knowledge. Forget it while you can, and he's standing right here. Just coming inside the phone see black millionaires. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come and the boat see black millionaires. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You won't ask cash, you can catch it right here in the vault. Alright, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest money mindset show on the planet. When I tell you, this show will probably be one of the most inspirational shows you ever see in your life. If you are not inspired by this, this this next guest, if you're not inspired by the message, if you don't get to the point where you say it has to work or it has to work, if you don't get to the point that you realize that the choices you make in your life can be the difference between failure and success, and at any moment, that you decide to change your life around, you can, and you can have the world and everything that's in it, and you can take others with you, I got my man, Keijan Brewster, in the building. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Man, um, man. I don't even know where to start. All right, so we're gonna start, we're gonna start, because we got history. But I wanna start, right, because, um, you know, I knew you before your video went viral. You had uh-huh. a viral video um, in which, um, you are showing how many people mm-hmm. um, and, and the, the amount of years that they that they gave to the system, but now they're home and they're doing great things in the trucking business. So I want to talk about that. But before we go there, for those uh, if this is their first time seeing you, who is Keydren Brewster?
1: Uh, Keydren Brewster just a youngster that come up out the hood. You know, yeah. I come from a dysfunctional household. Grew up in the streets, banging, robbing, selling dope. You know. The typical things that you know individuals do coming up in the hood yeah yeah
0: yeah. i've
1: been blessed to be able to turn my life around and uh um, now i'm trying to provide the opportunity for those that's coming
0: behind me yeah and so and so let's let's go back to you know um the banging the robbing the things that um that you were doing um what would what what would like like talk to us a little bit about that and what were some of the consequences of 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 that
1: uh, well, the consequences of that, you know, I got a lot of homeboys that's dead and gone, you yeah. know. I got a, so many RIP tattoos on my body, then I got a lot of homies that got life sentences, yeah. 50 years, 60 years, and, uh, you know, I lost my mother to a drug addiction. Wow. She overdosed. I, my little 16-year-old brother, he got killed. Wow. I got another baby brother that went to prison, so, wow. you know, the effects and the consequences of living that lifestyle, it's real.
0: And, and how, how old were you when, you when you lost your mom? Uh,
1: about 22, 23. Wow. I was in prison.
0: Okay, okay. And then, and then, so, so you were, you were also incarcerated, right? Right. And then, so, yeah, talk, talk to us about, about your, your incarceration, like what led to it, and you know things. Uh,
1: like that. it's crazy because uh, my homeboy come pick me up one night. I didn't even have a reason to go do this. Mm. I was trying to help my partner. He the one who needed to do this. Yeah. I went with him. Things didn't go how I was supposed to, man. We got caught. I went to prison. They sentenced me with 10 years. At seventeen and like that ninth year I caught a case in prison. So mm-hmm. I ended up doing it right at fourteen years. Wow. Day for day. Wow. I wow. left when I was seventeen. I came back when I was thirty two.
0: Wow, wow. And then so uh, you <laughs> caught a case inside of prison. Correct. Yeah, talk to us about that.
1: So when I was in prison, one of the reasons why I was, you know, able to be successful in there, I had disconnected from society. Mm-hmm. So being incarcerated and being in society, those two totally different worlds. Yeah. So and there, you know, I you have to learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. I wasn't blessed to come from a family that's finna be sending you money, right. writing you, visiting you. You know, my mama told me, uh, so when you get ready to go to prison, when you leave the county jail, you get to make one phone call. Mm. I never forget this phone call. This the last time I ever got to talk to my mama. Wow. So I'm on the phone. I'm telling her like, man, mama, they finna send me to prison. It's real. Yeah. She listening. I'm like, damn, man, I don't want to go down here. She listening. And after I got through talking, my mama was like, so check this out. When you get to prison, I got a few dollars that I'm finna send with you. You're going to go down there, get all your appliances and your shoes, and stuff you need. This money is not for you to be uh, trying to ball and parlay. We don't have a family that's finna send you no money. They not finna send you nothing. They not finna do nothing for you. So when you get down there, you need to be trying to find you a hustle and different ways you know, to take care of yourself. And the last thing she said, that I just never forget this. She was like, if you don't come back home, a man, don't even come back here. Wow. Yeah. So it was that conversation that led me to, once I got to prison, I done got caught up in the prison life. I'm looking for different ways to be hustling, selling stuff out the kitchen, doing this, doing that. But uh, once you know you've been in there for a little while, you start learning a few things. So I was able to, you know... Got laws bringing me uh, cigarettes, weed, cell phones. So I had done created a whole empire inside the penal institution.
0: Wow, wow, wow. And then and then so now you caught the case. <clears throat> um, what did catching a case while you were in prison, like, how, how did that shift your mindset?
1: It devastated me.
0: Yeah.
1: So uh, when I caught that case, they had me back there in lockup in number of my boxes. Yeah. I was more devastated about this case than I was for the case that actually sent me to prison. Wow. I was finna ready to go home in a few months when this happened. Yeah. I had been gone like right at nine years, so I only had 10. Yeah. So when I caught this case, I was back there in lockup, man, and it just hit me like, man, if you can do all this, yeah. sitting in a prison cell, just think what you can do if you in society. Yeah. Yeah. You were able to do all this in prison. You locked up, you locked down, you got all kind of rules and regulations against you. The state, so, When a guard is hired in a penal institution, Mm -hmm. the state trains them to make sure that they know that the inmate is going to ask you for something, Mm -hmm. the inmate is manipulated, you know they go through this. Okay, for me to be able to penetrate that and break all that down and Mm -hmm. still get you to be willing to jeopardize your livelihood to come help me, Mm -hmm. that spoke values to how bad I really Mm -hmm. was. So I was like, man, you need to transfer, you you need to switch. If you can do this here, you can do it out here on a legal level. Mm -hmm. So that's how that went
0: wow wow and so now uh you come home um, <laughs> and now you man you killing the game right um, not only killing the game uh you know from a from a trucking perspective uh but a business perspective two books best-selling author uh like you, you know like like talk, talk a little bit about uh where you are now today you know so now you came home had this realization um that yo, know, I could use the same skills that I was using. Now I'm a I'ma do that in society. Talk to us about that. So
1: once I came home from prison and I saw the demographic as far as what was going on, my partners they still doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, people that I grew up with they were still stuck in, in on stupid. Yeah. You know, they still where we grew up in, So I was like, damn, mm. exactly what I was doing in prison, I need to switch that out here. Yeah. So I got a job when I first came home. Mm. This is when things kind of started just clicking to me. Mm. I've been working here about like six months, almost eight months. One day out of nowhere, the plant manager walked up to me. He like, "Uh, hey Brewster, how would you like to be a supervisor? Mm. (laughs) I started laughing I'm like, you for real? He like, yeah, I want you to be a supervisor. I'm like, for real, for real? He like, yeah. I said, oh no, y'all ain't trying to pay me. (laughs) Y'all just trying to give me the position. (laughs) but don't want to pay. He was like, "Nah, we're going to increase your pay and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was so blown away by this because I wasn't trying to be no supervisor. I wasn't trying to do nothing. Yes. I had to ask the man like, bro, why y'all making me the supervisor? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. man say, you come to work every day, mm-hmm. you always on time, and when you're here, you work real hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that ain't nothing. Yeah. What, what, what? Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but once I start kind of looking at it, you got individuals we supposed to be at work at 7, mm-hmm. you don't get here to 7.30. I'm mm-hmm. here at 6.30. I've been dreaming of doing this here for mm-hmm. years, What you think is worth? This is nothing to right, me, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. We in here we worked on an assembly line, yeah, so they trying to you know stretch the workout for a whole day, man, I'm sudden to be through with this in three hours, yeah, 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 yeah. next right. But it was that work ethic that I started seeing, like, hey, what they take for granted, out here is is nothing to yeah, you. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And it was that, that that allowed me to become a supervisor. And once he gave me that position, mm-hmm. I knew I was like, oh yeah, it, yeah. it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good. You yeah. need
1: to turn up. You need to go on, put your game. You need to go on, stretch out. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and and then what what was your transition into entrepreneurship? Right, like like now you you got this job, and and I and I love what you said, so I don't, I don't want y'all to miss that, right? Uh, is that the disciplines that you had working at your nine to five had, you know, I mean, honestly, just going above and beyond in your current position, got you a promotion that you wasn't even looking for, got you money that you wasn't even looking for. And I'm pretty sure that same discipline, that same uh, attitude of excellence Mm -hmm. has made you very successful as an entrepreneur. So what was that transition like for you?
1: Oh, so that transition... I had been working in the warehouse, bro, and I was tired of that. Yeah. You know, I'm getting into it with, man, if I'm back from break, I'm 10 minutes late, man, they gonna write me up. It was just so much going on, I was looking for something different. So we got a, a, a spot back home, it's called Big T Bazaar. Mm-hmm. It's a landmark in Dallas or whatnot, it's in Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. So I pull up there, you know, I go see my homeboys, it's the weekend, you know. So I got a homeboy, bro, he got on a big chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond top, bottom, tats everywhere. Candy Red, Camaro on Forges. I'm yeah, like, yeah, damn, yeah. bro, what you got going on? Yeah. You know, I'm hollering there. He like, what you time like, man, what you got going on? I need to get at the money. What's up? Right. He like, nah, I don't do nothing, bro. I, I just drive trucks. Yeah. I said, man, go on, man. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah. He like, nah, bro. I got like two or three different routes. You know, I might go to uh Oklahoma, Louisiana, come back. He saying I make about two bands a week. I'm on child support and everything. Mm. I say, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, I left that parking lot. Right then and there, got in my car, drove home, walked through the door and told my wife, hey, babe, we need to get my CDL license. So she laughing like, what, boy, I been telling you that for years, where this come from? Because my wife is the first person who introduced it to me when I was in prison. Mm. She come visit me, telling me about, you know, you can drive trucks. I'm telling her, babe, I'm a player, I ain't driving no trucks, you tripping, you know? But when I came home and my partner giving me the game like this, I'm like, damn, why you living like this from driving trucks? Yeah. He like, yeah, this what's up. Mm-hmm. I left and went and got my CDL, it took me about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Got that CDL license, man, I jumped in a truck, I went state to state mm-hmm. for about a whole year. Yeah. And that same partner, he was like, you know, you be out for two weeks, come home a week, two out. So the week that I'm home, you know, I be out in the city flipping, pulling up on my partners or whatever. Yeah. So he uh, every time he see me, this what he say, how many miles you drove for that company? Yeah. I would be like, about five, six thousand, you could have drove that for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn bro, you, you think I can get my own truck and stuff, he say, why not, you mm-hmm. drive for them every week. Mm-hmm. You can do that same thing for yourself. Mm-hmm. So shit, one thing led to another, man, I uh, I jumped out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's get it on, let's yeah. see what I can produce, let's yeah. see what I can do. And the beautiful thing about it is, I wouldn't have never known my full potential mm-hmm. and my capabilities had I not stepped out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you got people that, they gifted and talented, but they they scared to step out there. They they comfortable with the little nine to five, or they comfortable with whatever position that they're in in life right now. And you have to get out that comfort zone. Me getting out
0: my comfort zone is what
1: put me in a position to make millions of dollars.
0: Yeah. And so now, multi millionaire, right? Who, you know, was, was did some time, you know, jumped on like like before you got to that level though. What was that level of confidence or faith or like? What was it that made you say, you know what? He's right, right? Because um, behind the scenes, we was talking about this, man. Like, you know, a lot of people, especially our people, yeah. You might give them the game. You might like usher the game to them and give uh-huh. them all the information. For oh no, nah, it's a scam. Nah, I ain't gonna put. I ain't going. You know, you ain't gonna invest in this. <laughs> like, nah, I ain't paying for that, right? right. And so for you. What made you different? Like you, you from the same place? Like why, why? What what made you different? What made you say you know what? Yo, he what he's saying sound true. Let me jump on it.
1: Uh, it was really for me. It was about how he was living, bro. Yeah, yeah. When I saw my partner living like that, and he mm-hmm. wasn't doing. He wasn't selling no dope. He yeah. had no. Li- he is straight getting up, going to get in a truck, yeah. work a week, come back home, and he was living like this, I'm like, man, I gotta shoot my shot. Yeah. This, this look too good. Mm. So that's where the mindset came from of let me jump out there. Yeah. Now once I got out there and I actually went to drive in the truck, actually owning my own trucking company, it never came across my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the way my partners was always, you drove 5,000 miles for them, you can yeah. do that for yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But as
1: time went to pass and I'm like, what you got to lose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, you just have to go back and drive for somebody. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I went and did that, man, and right. uh, I stuck with it and shit. Today, man, we rocking and rolling. Yeah, we dealing yeah. with over ten trucks and trailers. Nice. Day in, day out. While me and you sitting up here doing this right here, yeah. them trucks is on the road getting me some money.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so now, you know, uh, let let let's let's talk about that viral video, man, and um. You know I appreciated it so much because, um, I mean I'm I'm never shy to talk about uh, you know 94 crime bill and kind of like what that did to our community. I'm not saying that everybody that's in jail behind the wall um, is innocent and mm-hmm. they didn't they, you know they didn't they didn't do certain things. But I also know that there was a time where they were throwing football numbers at people. You right. know what I'm saying? Like just for the things that um, you know, there they, they were things that happened in our community. We were targeted and, 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 and we were behind the wall. Um, and a lot of us could have made mistakes uh, or not, not mistakes. Take that out. Uh, and a lot of us could have, um, you know, made, um, uh, excuses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see, you know, guys coming home doing years, like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and so you had a viral video where you, you got the camera, and they knew it was coming though, they like, oh man, not this again, <laughs> Brewster, right? And you like, yo, how many years you did? Yo, how many years you did? Yo, how many, and I, I mean, how many years was it? I think I, I think I count almost, almost 100, uh,
1: yeah, like that it was. That was over 150 years wow. of prison time in that room.
0: Wow, wow,
1: yeah. wow. And uh, all that is, so I'm a Muslim, mm-hmm. so every year we go through Ramadan, mm-hmm. So we had just got through fasting and one of the things about once you complete your fast is the Yeah. So me and all those brothers that was in their room they all practice Islam. Mm -hmm. So we was all in there you know and while I was sitting in there I was just like damn this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? We actually out here being successful. We ain't doing nothing wrong. We productive people. So I was like, hey man, before we burn, I wanna make a video with y'all, man, just showing the streets how they counted us out. Yeah. You understand me? I'm finna show them that, hey, we're gonna do all that time, come home and still turn up. Yeah. So I was just having fun yeah. playing with my brothers that's in here, you know, because we celebrating the E. Yeah. And man, I posted it and before I woke up when I posted it. I left. I had went to sleep. When I woke up, everybody was calling me. I'm, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, what's going on? What's up? They was like, man, you don't know, went viral. I'm like, what is viral? What right, are, right,
0: right, what's right. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: once I saw it, I was just like, man, that's all I love. You yeah, know, yeah. I didn't have nothing to do with that. That yeah. was just the good Lord blessing me, however He chose Absolutely. to bless me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that blessing actually came from because yes, you went viral, but you went viral because you learned the game, and instead of keeping the game to yourself you're helping others and you're putting other people on. Um, you know, you know talk, talk a little bit about that, like the importance of um, not holding the blessings to you, right? Not getting to a space where you are the only one trying to shine, but like, yo, let me, yo, here's the game, let me let me help you out.
1: So um, for me, uh, it's a little saying that me and my partners I always got, we call it the game, God. Mm-hmm. You know, and in order for you to become successful, your character has to be impeccable. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. order for you to be successful, you're going to have to be a good person. Yeah. So me having the game and me blessing others with it, I'm going to expose you to it. I'm going to give you the information and the knowledge, but you still got to be the one who go put the work in. Yeah. yeah. So I always saw it from the standpoint, like I know didn't nobody give us, we don't have individuals that's willing to let us in the room like that. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So me getting in the room, when they let me in, They letting the streets and the rec yards in. Mm -hmm. So once I'm in, Mm -hmm. I'm finna bring all y'all with me. But at the end of the day, you're still gonna have to put in the work, bro. I'm gonna expose you to it. I'm gonna give you the information. I'm gonna give you the knowledge. But the hustle is sold separately. Mm -hmm. That's about you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and talk to us a little bit about that, right? About that hustle. Like if somebody right now um, is like, you know what, man, I've been driving trucks Mm -hmm. and I want to own a truck. Or, yo, I just came home and I want to, you know, I want to figure out, you know, how to change my life. Or they don't even—it don't even got to be somebody who's just coming home. Somebody got a dead end nine to five that they hate, mm-hmm. that they don't like, uh, but they want to take, you know, <coughs> take back their freedom. Um, what's 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 the first step? How does how does somebody get into the game?
1: You need to get a CDL license. Yeah. And well, and even if you don't get a CDL license, you need to at least go and inquire about a truck. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that want to get into trucking, but. You ain't never even talked to nobody who owned trucks. Mm. You ain't never did no homework or no research. All you know is that you want it. Yeah. So LeBron James, Mm -hmm. he said something, and I was in prison when he said this, that that literally changed my whole life. Mm -hmm. Ray Allen had just hit that, uh, I think this was back in 06, 07, but they were playing San Antonio, Mm -hmm. and Ray Allen hit that shot in the corner Mm -hmm. that allowed them to win the championship. So Mm -hmm. when they was interviewing LeBron, they they told LeBron how like a lot of people feel like you got lucky mm. with that ring, so he was like, "Yo, luck is only when preparation meets opportunity." Mm. He said, "You know how many times we had done went over that same play mm. in practice?" Yeah. He said we had done went over that so many times yeah. that I knew Ray was gonna hit mm. that. So when you get when you've been preparing like this and the opportunity is is and the opportunity is is open for you, that's where the magic come in yeah. at. So that's the same thing with trucking. I didn't necessarily know that I was going to own all these trucks and travel the world doing the things I knew. Mm. But when the preparation met the opportunity, Mm. boom, that's where the magic collided in. So you never know where your opportunity going to come from. You need to get up and at least start putting forth the effort like, hey, let me go talk to the truck people. Let me go talk to the trailer people. Let me go talk to somebody who do this. Before you know it, man, preparation, the opportunity, yeah. that's where the magic come in, at. Yeah. you don't know where the blessing is gonna come from. Cause mm. I can give you the game forwards and backwards, mm. but your outcome may be different than mine. Yeah. That's just how that goes.
0: Yeah. And 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 you said something that's really good, you know. And so first and foremost, right, get a CDL license or even just inquire, right? Be around people who are in the business, learn from them, um, and then they could they could kind of guide you. Um, And you said something that's really key because, um, you know, how we met, you know, was very uh, was an inspirational story for me because, I mean, I mean, number one, uh, you know, you, you know, you wrote a book uh, and then you reached out, you know, bought one of my programs um, and was talking about becoming an author. Right. You were like, yo, Ash Cash, I see what you're doing. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to learn how to write this second book and I want this to become a bestseller. Um, And I think I think more importantly, before we even get to how we got to a best-selling author, um, you know, you hit me one time and you was telling me the story about one of your partners, man. Can you can you share that story with the folks, man? Uh,
1: So I got you know I'm connected to the prison system in Texas, real tough. Yeah. So one of my best friends, a guy that was in prison who actually raised me in prison, he called home one day. His name Little Taco. Yeah. So he called home one day and my bro, we real big on education and bettering ourselves, so. You know, anytime he read a new book, when he talks to me, hey, bro, I read this book and yeah. this what the play is, this what they talking about, hey, we need to take this out the book and see if we can incorporate it. Like, this is just what we do. Yeah. So one day he, call, he calls home and he telling me about a book he read named, Mind Right, Life Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, I say, who is the author? Yeah. He say, Ash Cash. I say, Ash Cash? He say, yeah, bro, this book here is the business, bro. This man done really straight up changed my life, bro. I see things different. He explained this, that, so I'm listening to him. So after he get through talking, I say, yeah, man, Ash Cash, that's one of my partners, man. You know, I mess with it. Yeah. Man, go on, bro. You yeah. don't know Ash Cash. Yeah. I say, no, nah, I'm for real, bro. Yeah. Ash Cash, that's who I'm finna mess with, man, on my second book, man. He's like, is you serious? Yeah. I say, yeah. I say, you know what I'ma do? I'm going to call Ash Cash, man. I'm going to tell him to give you a shout-out. Yeah. He said, man, don't be playing, bro. Don't be telling me that you're to get Ash Cash. I said, "Nah, man, Ash Cash, that's my partner. Yeah. I hang off the phone with him. That's when I called you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ash, I need you to do me this favor. Yeah. So you did it or whatnot, and uh, the next day he called home. I said, hey, I got something for you. Yeah. I put the phone on speaker, man, he heard that, he was just like, man, yeah. that's so real, yeah. bro. Yeah. He said, man, Ash Cash is official. I yeah. say, yeah, I told you, man, yeah. bro, really about enlightening, helping the people. Yeah. He ain't, you know, he ain't
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, nah, Yo, shout out to Taco. Salute, welcome home, right? So, Taco yeah. home, right? So, yeah, he Taco, man. And how many, how, how, how many years he did? 22?
1: He did 22 years. Yeah,
0: yeah. He been yeah. home.
1: Four weeks, three weeks, something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, salute the taco. And so, uh, and and one of the th- one of the reasons why I brought that up because number one, um, you know, I you know I preach, yo, you gotta have a book, right? And the reason for that is because you don't know the impact that your book is gonna have on people, right? So right. me, native New Yorker, Harlem, New York, writing this book just to get it out to the world. Here is somebody who has done over two decades in the you know prison system who has read a book that has, a you know, and, and, and me being obedient to writing that book um, has blessed his life. Um, and so one of the reasons where, you know, when I heard your story and you were like, yo, I got this second book, right? From the streets to the suites. Um, I was like, yeah, this is necessary, you know? And, you know, you mentioned something earlier uh, that taught, listen, even if somebody gives you the game, you got its application of that game, right? right? And so, uh, i remember the day i called you right and 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 like you know the best clients i have are the clients who literally just they don't ask no questions you just say yo bro make this happen and we're gonna do it and so i remember when i started seeing that video go viral the timing it was impeccable all praise is due right. the most time <laughs> it was impeccable because we had just released the book Um, and it was ready and you was posting it a little bit, but then when I saw the viral thing, I said, nah, go right now. Go, 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 go. go."
1: I remember that. (laughs) And I want
0: to, I want to say within two days or three days, we hit the number one bestseller, right? Talk about that book experience to you being a bestseller, the work that you had to put in and, you know, and, and how has, how has books changed your life?
1: So I want you to know I had already been checking you out. Yeah. So before I really commit to, you know, messing with somebody, I need to make sure they're official, they really about their business. Yeah. So when I was writing this book, I was like, damn man, I really wanted to be a best a bestseller. You know, if it ain't a bestseller, then I feel like, you know, it ain't hitting on nothing. Because mm-hmm. what I'm trying to put down, is bigger than me. I got partners that's really dead and gone, partners that got life sentences. So when they see stuff like this, it gives them so much hope and inspiration. So I was like, man, let me holler at him, see what he talking about. Yeah. So once you gave me the rundown, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So, luckily, as you stated, you know, our praises to the most high. When that video went viral like that, the book was already ready. Yeah. And you was like, right. hey.
0: Preparation. Right?
1: Just like that. The yeah, preparation, yeah. the opportunity. opportunity. Yep. Boom. That go the magic. Yeah. I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be a best-selling author right then and there. Yeah. That was the preparation. Yep. The opportunity. Yep. Boom. Absolutely. The magic happened. Yeah, yeah. So, uh. That was a, man, being a best-selling author has uh, really changed my career. Yeah. I love books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Books is the reason why I'm in the position I'm in. When I was in prison, I read the autobiography of Malcolm Mm X by Alex Haley. So that right there, hands down, that one book just changed my whole life. So I know the importance of these books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those books are very popular in the prison system. And the reason it's so popular is because I was one of them people that was really with it. Yeah, I was really living like this. Yeah. So if they able to see me, mm. somebody who they know, like bro, really official. He, yeah. you know, he done made a whole 360. Yeah. It gives so much inspiration and hope to him. Yeah. So them books, man, I just I love the book game. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I yeah. make
1: money. I get a check every month.
0: Yeah.
1: From uh, KDP.
0: Yeah, yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their
1: crew can always go the extra mile.
0: It's passive income, right. and I learned that from you. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. And what you talking about? Five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. How much are you making? Oh, no, 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 no. They they'll send you about three, four, three, four thousand dollars. And and that, and that's the thing I don't think people understand. Like this book that you wrote, doing what you already do, but now right. it 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 increases your authority, right? We talk about uh the the root word in in authority is author. Mm-hmm. Right, so in order to be the authority in something, you have to be the author, and so you know, now I know that somebody watching right now that could use that extra, you know, three, four three, thousand, three, four thousand. That, yeah. could, that could actually pay a car note, a bill, and all that, but but. What is KDP, right? Like what? What is like like you know? So KDP, let's get the game a little bit, a little. Not a all the li- game. Let's just get a little. little. Bit. Yeah. So
1: yeah. that's when you up when you self publish, you upload to Amazon. Yeah. That's like the uh, what we call it the uh, the back end. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the streets we call it the back end. Yeah. KDP. they the people that you're gonna actually upload your product to, and that's who gonna actually pay you. Yeah. So yeah. every month, I think on the third or the fourth, I get a check from them. Yeah. Some the lowest one I think I got was like fifteen hundred dollars. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But I don't have checks is three four thousand, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I still so I wrote that book some years ago. I yeah. still get paid from that book right now.
0: Yeah, and that's what I love because, uh, literally, this is not like you don't have to have a, a a book deal. This is like you own like you own all the rights of your book, right? And so KDP uh, is Kindle Direct Publishing, which is uh, part of Amazon. Um, and when you upload your book on you know you know KDP. Uh, you literally could set up your own publishing company. So you have your own publishing company. You got, you know, you got the two books on there. Um, I mean, you're writing a third one, and right. you're gonna have, you're gonna have a, a, a bunch of them. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that, that 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 I want people to realize is because you say you wrote this a long time ago, right? And you're still getting paid off of off of the first one, right? Right. Uh, what's what's the title of the first from one? From the wreck yard to the streets. Right. So from the wreck yards, right? And 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 so and so catch the flow. From the rec yards to the streets. And yep. then number two is from the streets to, to the, the suites. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so now we, we we giving you the transition, right? Um, I got the title for the next one. We're gonna talk that offline, right? <laughs> uh, so we so so we so we got the next one, right? The next transition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My brain worked. I got got it. But so the so you know, so the next one is gonna talk about the next transition. Uh, but like you said, you do the thing one time. And then once you do the thing one time, you get paid for it over and over and over, over and again. over and over um, and you said, you know, you, uh, talk about uh, the trucking tour because I see you, you know, you. It's not only you, but it's you and a in a crew of multi-millionaire right. truck owners who are doing some awesome things. That are, talk talk to us about that tour, please. So
1: the trucking millionaires tour. That's a tour where a whole lot of us who are actually in the field, actually making real money from trucking, done came together to provide the information to the people. So you got the trucking guru, Kiara. Uh, We got the box coach, Sheldon. We got Marcus, Blue Collar. We got Trailer Strong. We got Eric, the DOT. This is a real police officer who can really actually show you the DOT, the rules and regulations of how to do this. Mm. So And then me, I'm the king of hot shots. Mm.
0: So... And what? So so what's D.O.T. and what's high Shots?
1: D.O.T., d- Department, Department of, of transportation. transportation. It's okay, rules and on. regulations yeah. dealing with them trucks and them trailers. And mm. if you don't know it, you ain't finna do nothing. So let's say, for instance, you made $6,000 this week. Mm. You finna spend four of it in fines and fees. Mm. So it doesn't matter that I done made millions of dollars. The question is, out of all those millions I done made, how much of that was I able to keep? Mm. So this is the reason why you want to invest in learning the information. Yeah. So yeah. the Truck Millionaires tour, that's just us coming together to really give a gain to the people in 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 a language that we understand, Absolutely. Absolutely. in a in, in a way that okay, when you lead this conference, if you don't know nothing about trucking, yeah. when you lead this conference, you should know enough to be able to Monday morning get started. May mm-hmm. that be dispatching yep. with Kiara and mm-hmm. the trucking guru, the vibe. I mean, the tribe. May that be the box coach, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. May that be Marcus Blue Collar. This is all in gas. The yeah. people that's out in the oil fields. This man is gonna turn you up. Mm-hmm. May it be Trailer Strong with showing you how to make passive income from. Messing with the trailers. May Mm. that be me showing you how to just go to the dealership, Mm. get a dually truck and a 40-foot gooseneck trailer, Mm. boom, connect them and go get the money.
0: And that's
1: what a hot shot is? That's what a hot shot Uh, is. copy that, copy that. So that tour, man, I just... I enjoy being able to do it because it give my people a real opportunity yeah. and real information. It yeah. ain't no fluff. It ain't no politics. It's straight to the point. This yeah. what it is, this how it is, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Now if you're not able to execute once you leave the trucking millionaires tour, mm-hmm. then um I don't even know what to tell you yeah, yeah 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 hey how you guys doing hold on don't press that button because that's what i do every time i'm looking at an ad that i don't want to see this ad just happened to be life-changing i just happen to own one of the biggest home health care companies in the state of georgia i can help you create your own just to give you a little bit of insight i send out registered nurses lpns and cnas to take care of people inside of the homes that cannot take care of themselves but guess what? You don't have to have any medical background, and you don't have to have any medical knowledge. So if you're wanting to change your life and you have a passion for actually taking care of people, then go ahead and sign up for Home Healthcare Blueprint. I'll see you guys later.
0: And, and a couple, couple of things I want, I want to say that that I, that I I love about you know and, and you know what you do, um, why your message is important because. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of the signs of getting rich, right? And the signs of getting rich talks about, um, like, we don't need preachers who are just going to tell you what to do. Uh, We need preachers who are living a lifestyle, and people want to emulate that lifestyle. So I remember when I was coming up, um, there were a lot of people uh, from the hood who were telling us, nah, don't do this, or put the guns down, or this, or whatever. But it's like, yo, if you're not showing me a different way, how you going to tell me, to right. not do something and not give me an alternative, right? Right. Um. And so you're not just out here as a motivational speaker and just going around saying, "Yo, I did I did X amount of years," and you don't want to be like me. You like, no, I did X amount of years, and this is what I've done. Yeah, yeah you want to be like me, right? Because if you were in that system, if you just flip flip, you know, whatever you were doing around, you could actually get to a space. And so I love. Uh, that you are um, an example, right? Not just a talk head. you are actually an example. And so now, from that example, you have gotten uh, the attention of a lot of celebrities and rappers who are now wanting to use their, their influence to really um, help the youth, right? Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Right, so, uh, man, hands, uh, hands down, Jim Jones... Pee Wee way, Lil' Kiki from H-Town, like, you know, I got so much love and respect for them because they actually done reached out like, yeah. hey man, I see what you doing. Man, tell me how this can help my little homeboy. Yeah. I got little homeboys that's really still in them streets, really coming home from prison. I need you to come up here, mm-hmm. give me the game on how I need to do this so I can put them in the trucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you got a lot of people that like the bloggers. Right. They report all of the negative stuff that's yeah. going on with the entertainers and the rappers, yeah. but we don't hear the good stuff that they doing. Yeah. You know, that's even like back home. Uh, I got a guy that's a big time rapper named Trap Boy Freddie. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of, they promote all of the negativity that's around his name, but they don't promote the fact that this is the same guy that'll be in the neighborhood passing out hundreds of bikes. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas time. He gonna make sure every kid out here get bikes. Back to school, he giving away two, three hundred backpacks full of supplies. So when it comes to them, I just like to promote... The good that they doing, That's from Jim Jones to Pee Wee Longway to Lil' Kiki yeah. and any other celebrities, mm-hmm. even OG Shabazz, yeah, you know what I'm saying? OG. They they just, they see that it's real and they want to be able to put their partners in position yeah. to get on. Everybody can't rap. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Everybody not going to be able to do that, but you ain't got to do that. Hey, Bruce just showed me how you can go get in that truck and make you some thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, I I got big ups and love for the hip hop community.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And so now, uh, you know, you know, Brewster, where he is right now today, uh, if if he could go back, right? So so you you know you um, went to prison when you were seventeen years old, um, lost your mom while you were in prison at twenty two, lost cousins, lost all you know all of these uh, different family members. Um, But if you could go back knowing what you know right now, if you could go back to your 17-year-old self, what advice would you give young Keedron Brewster?
1: Hmm, That's an interesting question. Yeah. If I could go back to when I was a kid, the first thing I'd tell myself, you need to believe you more than this. Uh, yeah. So when I was a kid growing up, I thought this is what it was, you know? Yeah. I thought, you know, hey, I'm from Woodtown, and if you tripping, I'm gonna pop you. Uh. If I want something, I'm going to take it. I don't know how to work and do all that. I want that, I'm going to take it. So when you coming up and that's the only thing you exposed to, you really begin to feel like this is the way of life. And that's not the way of life. So I would have been telling my 17-year-old self, like, hey, man, you need to go do something different. Go join the Army. Go do something to get away from that environment right
0: there.
1: Environment is big. So if it was something that I could tell myself at 17 or even any of my little homeboy, hey, man, get out the hood. You know what I'm saying? Get in that truck, go to New York, go to North Carolina, go to Florida, go to Oklahoma, because before I had went to prison, I had never left Oak Cliff before. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had never left Oak Cliff mm-hmm. until it was time to get on a on a van, a bus that was taking me to prison. Wow. So when I came home, getting in that truck and going to New York, man, that blew my mind the first time I seen yeah, the true. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I was like oh my god it's real yeah, yeah. so after you know just being out there seeing all these different things when you come back home your your mindset and your attitude are gonna be different because you are gonna realize your neighborhood that's nothing compared yeah. to the grand scheme of what's going on in the world yeah so i tell my younger self man leave that environment go do something different
0: yeah yeah and no, i love that i love that and t- talk, talk to me about um advice that you would give to somebody Who's transitioning from uh, being a worker to a boss, right? Because um, it isn't an easy feat to, you know, when you were just driving trucks, um, you ain't have to worry about payroll, you ain't have to worry right. about operations, you ain't have to worry about none of that. All you do, I drive the truck, I get paid, that's it, right? But now, you know, as as the the owner and operator of a multi million dollar business, um, there's a first of all, there's a different mindset that you had. When you was a you know you know truck driver to right. a truck you know owner. truck owner, um, talk about that transition. Like first, like what type of mindset that you have to have in order to become a true boss in every you know sense of the word. Um, but then, what advice would you give to somebody who's who's trying to make that transition from you know you know worker to boss? Right.
1: So, uh, this is the first thing you need to uh, go look in the mirror. Mm. So anytime it's a problem. The first person to blame is the person in the mirror. Wow. You are fully responsible for everything that's going on. Yeah. If you're not able to stand up under that type of pressure, then becoming an a, a owner, that's not going to be for you. Mm. So that's one thing. The second thing is educating yourself in the field. Whatever field that you're in, you need to educate yourself on that. Mm-hmm. So I write books. I'm an author and all that, but I'm not advanced in that area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to reach out to Ash Cash, somebody who is advanced in that area. I'm going to pay you how much is your class, your course. And you see I got a best-selling book, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the same thing with other other individuals that's looking to get in the game. Yeah. Hey, man, you need to be uh, going to that conference. You need to be up there talking to these people. You need to invest in educating yourself in whatever realm that you are participating in, mm. and you can't be a boss till you done been a soldier. Mm. Everybody want to be bosses, Barca. but you ain't never been no soldier. Big bar. Yep. You yep. don't know nothing about this. You don't know the real deal day in, day out operations of how this going on. Yeah. You don't know that I got two trucks broke down over here on 20. I got a driver who done called in. I got another driver who done hit these people Uh. They dock, they want me to pay for that. If you're not able to multitask, yeah. handle all these different things at one time, then this is not for you. Mm. And being a boss or being an owner versus being a soldier, everybody not meant to be bosses. Mm. So it's good for you to understand where you at as a person. Man. Like, I know I'm not ready to be uh the executive of Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Right. Nah, yeah, yeah. that's not my field. So yeah. even if they gave me the opportunity, I'd be like, nah. Mm-hmm. Versus like with this trucking, hey man, we can do that. Yeah. I know, man, I know that forwards was in Right. But that's because I've invested in myself. Yeah. I go to trucking conferences. I go uh, to do so much. Uh-huh. So when it comes to when I'm talking to other people, one of my biggest questions is, how have you educated yourself in this field? Uh-huh. Yeah. They have trucking conferences all throughout America. Yeah. Man, that be in Atlanta, Dallas, New York, wherever you at, I know several people that's in the industry, mm-hmm. but you'll tell me that you got, man, I got a hundred bands, I don't need nothing. Man. You having a hundred thousand dollars don't do nothing, but tell me you finna lose all that Ooh. because you don't know nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. I love that, I love that. <laughs> and so, you know, as, as somebody who, who's who's reached, uh, you know, a level of uh, success, um, what is that feeling like, right? Like, like, like when you, when you, when you sit back and you like really are able to to take it in and say, "Yo, like this is my life." Knowing where you came from, knowing uh, the outcome could have been different, right? Uh, what does it feel like to be to be a true success and and such an inspiration to so many people?
1: Man, to be honest with you, I haven't even just grasped it all mm-hmm. yet. I haven't even wrapped my mind around what I've been able to do and who I am. Yeah. I'm still having fun and enjoying the process. Yeah. you know. But I will say that it feel good to be in a position to build my family. Yeah. From my wife to my daughter, it's like I'm going to actually leave a legacy. Yeah. So when Kobe Bryant died, pe- not just in Los Angeles did they feel that, yeah they felt that around the world. When Kobe Bryant died, the whole world felt that. Even if you didn't like Kobe as a player, you had to feel that. So even though Kobe's dead, Kobe not dead. That's the type of legacy I wanna leave. Once I'm gone, that that Brewster, Mm. that's gonna be forever in stone and respected. So now it's just like, that's what I strive for, that's what I'm working for. So when I'm in different rooms with people, or I'm around other people, they telling me how successful I am, yada yada, i be like, Yeah, it's cool, but I still got a long way to go. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the White House. Yeah. You know, I wanna I wanna take the streets and the rec yards mm-hmm. to the White House. Yeah. Like what I'm doing now, like this is big. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to bring the streets and the rec yards to such a platform. Mm-hmm. So I haven't even been able to just really sit down and wrap my mind around everything I've accomplished. I'm still I'm still in the process of going,
0: absolutely. so that's
1: something you'd have to ask me in about five, ten
0: years. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so, what what would you say is the most extravagant thing you've done with money so far? Uh,
1: the most extravagant thing I think I done did. I will say when I went and bought my chain, yeah. cause I spent a lot of money, I ain't never spent no money like that before. Yeah. But I did it cause I wanted to invest in the brand. Mm-hmm. I did it because I got partners in the hood, you know them kids, they wanna yeah. have the big chains, yeah. this is what they committing the crimes for. Yeah. So now let me go spend a big bag of money on these same things and show you, you ain't gotta commit no crimes fam. Yeah. We can have everything that they got mm-hmm. and do right. Yeah. So that I wanna say, but Taking my family out there to, uh, nah, combine that truck. Man, I done did yeah, a few things yeah, with yeah, the money.
0: Yeah, 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 so yeah,
1: since yeah, I yeah. started getting money, I just kind of be doing a little bit of everything. Yep, I do yep. things I never even thought
0: I'd be doing. Yeah, no, I love it, love it. And so, what would you say is the most impactful thing you've done with money so far?
1: Uh, The most impactful thing. So, I had the opportunity to go back. To my to the prison I spent ten years in. Yeah. They wanted me to come back to be a, a keynote speaker for the GED graduation.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah.
1: So I paid for everybody in there to get pictures, everybody to eat, I made sure everybody got books and I made sure everybody family was straight. So people coming home from prison, you know, if they come home, man, I'm taking them shopping, we going yeah. to hit the yeah. mall, and they be like, nah, bro, you know, I'm going to just get one pressure. No, <laughs> you getting about three, four of shoes, yeah, yeah. we finna go get clothes, we finna, they be like, man, bro, what you got? I be like, yeah, it's good, yeah. I got it. Yeah. The money is good, you hear me? So the money, uh, the money ain't the issue. Right. So I get a kick out of being able to turn my partners up or people that's coming home from prison and stuff like that. Cause when they get here, they not expecting for somebody to actually come pick them up and go spend no three, four thousand dollars on. Yeah. They like, bro, you, uh, man, no, 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 no. Let me show you how good it is, yeah. so you know that you ain't got to go do nothing crazy. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes to the money, man, you know I break, I believe in breaking bread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a big belief of mine. Is you got to spread the love in order to get the love. Like, you can't get the bag and then start acting stingy with the money. Yeah. So, the player is not being stingy with the bag once you got it. You know what I'm saying? You need yes. to spread that love. Now, what I won't do is that, like, I got partners that call and ask me for money, but you ain't got no job. Mm. I ain't doing nothing for you.
0: Yeah.
1: Nah. I don't get up and work. 14, 15 hours a day to take care of no ground man. Mm. But what I will do is assist you. I see that you putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. how hard it is yeah. to really get on your feet. So I get a kick out of being able to come and turn you up and blow a bag of money on you yeah. or give you some money. Like yeah. That's my joy. That's my rush. You know yeah. what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. All right. We going to do, I, yeah, listen, y'all. I told y'all I was going to be inspirational. If y'all not learning from this episode, then I don't know what you watching. You, you, you sleep. Um, we're gonna, we gonna do a, our speed round and so what we do is we take uh, banking terms and mm-hmm. we flip them um, to you know to, to make them coincide with us inside the vault. Um, and so the first term we're gonna use is a deposit slip, right okay. A deposit slip is you know the form that you fill out you take it to a bank, you put money inside the bank. Mm-hmm. but here inside the vault, a deposit slip is a mistake, a money mistake, right a slip up. Tell me, what is the biggest deposit slip, the biggest money mistake that you've made in your journey so far?
1: Uh, The biggest money mistake I've made,
0: why I lost thousands and thousands of dollars? Like You think about all the money that, that you've made, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us the biggest money mistake. So the biggest money mistake
1: I done made is not, is not having a savings account. Mm. So when I say savings account, I have a savings account, but I'm talking about making sure every week you making all this money, it ain't nothing for you to send $500 over to this account. Mm, mm-hmm. So one time I went to go see my CPA, this the first time I ever found out I made millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. We was sitting in the room, we going over all the paperwork and stuff, so they telling me I'm a millionaire. I'm like, what? They like, yeah, I'm like, man, let me check my bank account, I ain't seen that. <laughs> I went, I'm like, ma'am, that don't say, she say, yeah, Mr. Brewster, uh, you've made millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm like, but damn, how? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once they went to explaining it, showing me the numbers and everything, I'm like, damn, you done made all this money yeah. and you never took none of it and put, mm-hmm. put nothing up. You never took, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things I think I learned when I first found out I was making millions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro. You need to be separating some of this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My uh, one of my mentors, he called it. His name Maurice Green. Uh-huh. He called it taking crumbs from the master's table. Mm. So those crumbs, you need to be putting that up. Mm. So if you making, you putting five hundred dollars up every Friday. That's fifty-two weeks in a, in a year. You do the math. Uh-huh. 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 So I think that was one of the, the the biggest things that I I learned about that money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You making so much money and you got expenses here, expenses yes. there, so it's not about how much money you make, mm. it's about how much of that money can you keep. Can you
0: keep, absolutely. absolutely,
1: So it's that right there.
0: No, I love it, I love it. All right, second one is charge off, right? Charge off is you borrow money uh, from a bank, uh, you don't pay it back, and they like, you know what, they try to get the money back for you and then they charge it off. Uh, but for us here inside the vault, a charge off is the type of people or mindsets that you had to charge off during your journey. So what kind of mindset or people did you have to charge off?
1: So I'd lost a lot of my partners. Yeah. People that I was just really close to, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm no longer associated and tied to them. Yeah. So once you start becoming successful and you really trying to change your life, you're going to have to separate away from the foolishness. Uh, uh-huh. So I don't invest in non-promising people. Uh. So I don't deal with negativity. I don't deal with drama. Mm-hmm. I don't associate with those type of people. Mm-hmm. So I got partners that's really still caught up in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I love you, bro, but I ain't living like that, so I can't yeah. be around that. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's crazy you said that I was just telling my wife, it's crazy how I'm so successful and the people that I hold near and dear to my heart, they not here to enjoy it with me. Wow. Yeah. And the reason they not here to enjoy it with me is because they still caught up on living like this. And I'm like, man, I can't do that no more, bro. Yeah. I'm done with that. So I think, you know, that that's been one of the biggest things for me, not being able to because I got love for a lot of people, but it's certain individuals that I done been in rides with, Mm -hmm. I done been in shootouts with, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And now that I've changed over Mm -hmm. and I done became so successful, they not even here with me to be able to enjoy
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, last but not (laughs) least, trust account, right? And so a trust account is where you take all of your assets, you protect it, you, you know, you allow it to grow and you, uh, you know, it, it helps pass it down to the next, you know, next generation. But for us here inside the vault, uh, the trust account are the people or mindsets uh, that, that, that are in that trust account that help you grow, uh, that you want to kind of, you know, that you keep around you in order to, you know, kind of get to that next level. You know, who's, who's a, who's a Kedron's uh, Brewster's uh, trust account?
1: So uh, I have, we call it a round table. Mm -hmm. So before I make any decisions, you know, it's a group of people that I'm gonna speak to. So you got one of my big homies, his name Trey. He from Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my mentors, his name Maurice Green, he like a father to me. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law, Virgil Pena, Mm -hmm. my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those four people, before I make any decisions, I'm gonna holler at them like, hey, what you think about this? What you think about that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't like to just make decisions based off of how I feel because I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm going to go. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Where they might be like, no, nah, you need to do it like this yeah. or do it like this. So, I try to keep a round table around me.
0: Yep.
1: And, uh, yeah, different, yeah, them the four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, and talk, talk, about, talk about, you know, I, I, I know uh, there's a, a situation in which, you um, there's a potential um, for you to be exonerated or, right. or pardoned. You know, talk about that and, and, and the young lady who's helping you with that.
1: So it's a lady named Christina Crane. Mm-hmm. She has one of the biggest nonprofit organizations in the state of Texas. It's called Unlocking Doors, where she's giving me the opportunity to build a mentorship program. Like she just, here you go, you do what you want to to it. You tell us how to work it. So. Yeah. She sees a lot of the work that I do into in the community or whatnot. So she was just like, Hey man, we finna work on getting you pardon. Nice. And I'm like, Damn, for real? Is yeah. that good like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> she like, yeah, man, you know, it you been home. It ain't like you just started doing this. You've been doing this for years. It's just yeah. the world is just now seeing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But you've been doing this for for years, you know. They got a good relationship with the governor, you know, so that's what we going for. Nice, nice. If uh, not at the end of this year, probably around the beginning of
0: next year, man, uh, we need to be mm, mm. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Kedron Brewster, the guy who will in- inspire you, will help you know that you got to get to the next level. No excuses. If people wanted to connect with you, where can they find you?
1: Uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Bossman Brewster, and uh, or you can go to my website truckin 101com Any one of those, you'll be able to lock in with me. But I often tell people, you know, I got thousands of people sending them DMs. Yeah. So if you really trying to lock in, then you need to be trying to make sure you booking a consultation call, you on that website. This is how you're going to really get my attention. I don't want to talk just to be talking. I need to talk to the people that's serious about being successful. I love it,
0: love it. My brother, man, Ask I appreciate him. you, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for all you do, man. Keep, you know what I'm saying, inspiring the streets because what you do is necessary. Um, All right, y'all, another powerful episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. We are closing out the vault. You know, make sure you check us out. Follow us everywhere at Inside the Vault. Follow me at IamAshCash. And uh, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in. Subscribe, like, review, share this episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'm going to see y'all next time in God's will. Same time, same place, inside the vault. Ash Cash out. Peace. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You Ash Cash, you can catch it right here in the vault.